Hi guys, Ash here from the Goodison Blues and welcome to the latest edition of the Goodison Blues Supporters Club Ireland podcast, episode 149 and guys, I really don't know where to start. Um, on a positive note, it was my first time in our new venue Mars last night, Paddy looked after us well behind the bar. Um, it looks absolutely smashing, comfortable, warm, um, nice little turnout, um, especially for a Monday night. Um, but unfortunately, the whole experience was ruined by what we saw on the pitch. The first, I have more kind of notes I'll go through in a few minutes, but just to, on the... The first five to ten minutes, we really were on top. That's, you know, five, the first five to ten minutes really played well. I thought we passed the ball really well. Then once that Calamity James, Calamity Keane, Calamity Michael, whatever way you want to call him, he makes that mistake. Obviously, Seamus Coleman could be done for a fall too because um, Sessignon just got around him as if he wasn't even there and puts that ball in. And Michael Keane, I know I thought it was um, Harry Kane slammed it in. But as soon as that goal went in, you're thinking it's Michael Keane again. And unfortunately, we've made it, especially away from home, that once we lose that first goal, we ain't getting back into it. And from that moment on, even some of the guys are saying, I come out, I come out for this. You know, I'm up early in the morning for work and I, I came out early for this, you know, all this kind of thing. But they, we, we stuck it there and we watched goal after goal go in. And not one player, with the exception of Anthony Gordon, who, to be for, even for him, had a bad game. He least tried. Van der Beek, for the first time, didn't give a bollocks. The Corey didn't give a bollocks. The, all that back four couldn't give a shite. Dominic Cavalloon should never have played. He's not fit. Um, and even there this morning, it's on the different social media things. They, they reckon now, if we're lucky enough to get 50 million for him, if an offer comes in, just to sell him on now, because he's not going to be that same player anymore. Is he a player that just isn't fit? Is he a player that doesn't give a shit about playing for the club anymore and just wants to get himself out of the club? Now, we can turn around and say, like, I, even I have said it, that... We have so many, you know, home games left. But when you look at that, whether we pick up points at home or not, there's other teams are picking up points away from home, whether it's a win or whether it's a just a point. But we are not doing that. And I don't see us picking up any away points for the rest of the season, regardless who we play against. And I can see Burnley beating us. I can see Newcastle beating us again. I can see even Watford doing it. They're taking great heart from knowing that we are at present, and not just present, but have been for a number of months, the worst team in their Premier League. And I know I kind of contradicted myself. I said over the last while that we should just have enough to get out. But are we really too good to go down? We need to give our heads a wobble here and say, no, we're not. For all we know... That, you know the, the risk of playing Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison in the same game, it was risky. 
because if both of them get in, even though they're not scoring frequently enough at the moment, obviously Dominic Cavalier will come back from that long injury. We're not getting enough goals from that area. So if we lose two of those, where are the goals going to come from? The Curry's not scoring enough. Um, Gray was, wasn't even on the bench last night, so I don't know what's happened there. Um, Gordon, for all his efforts, he has you know he's got a couple of goals all right, the Brighton game, but he hasn't. Uh, I can't think of the other game he scored against. Um, might have been the FA Cup, but he's not doing it consistently enough. No striker is, no forward player is, and that puts us into an awful, an awful predicament when you're trying to score goals, you're trying to win games. And that's why we've got to give our heads a wobble and something has got to happen here. Because not only, my fear of relegation is big. Big time. My second fear is that look how many clubs go down there and never get back for a number of seasons. That's the second thing. And for me, thirdly, and one of the biggest ones is with this new stadium... The revenue that we will get in the championship is nothing like the Premier League. How on earth is the club going to finance that loan? I know it's a long-term deal, but if we can't get back into the Premier League, uh, and then, fair enough, we're not having the best of run with all these players as such. But what if they all decide at the end of the season they have their, their relegation release con- in their contracts? They're all gone. For next to the money that we would want to be getting them for. So Rosharis will be gone for smaller money. Cavett Loon will be gone for smaller money. Anthony Gordon, will he stay? So you lose big, big players for smaller money, and the investment won't be there to bring in any names, top names, to get us straight back into the Premier League. And then not only that, then, if you do get in, Back to the Premier League, you're facing the whole thing of making sure your squad is strong enough to stay back in the Premier League. And this will be a travesty, not just for us as fans, but for the English football um, league tier itself, that one of its former, its, sorry, its uh, founder member is relegated. And God knows what will happen after that. Times will change in regards to football. I said it in previous podcasts, look at the Championship Look at the Division 1 and look at Division 2 and look how many Premier League teams from the past are still in that area. Not ones after, like like Portsmouth came up, go back down. Portsmouth might come up, go back down. Or Queen's Park Rangers come back down. There's a lot of them there that have not been able to get back after being relegated. So it's severe, severe worry as far as I'm concerned. Now, onto the game itself. The match, it's not going to be a good match reaction as you can imagine. Um, I was surprised to see Dominic Cavalloon making a start. Has to be said, I was hoping it was going to go well for him and that he wasn't going to be rushed in too soon. But if it turned out well, well then of course you'd be saying Frank Lampard made a big decision and it paid off. A Wobie was out, um, so it's pretty much the same side that started against Manchester City. Deli Ali was obviously back on the bench, hoping that he might do something against his former club if he got a chance to come on. But then, uh, you know, another side stick to the game. As usual, Sky decided, you know what, it's an Everton game here, guys. So let's spend most of the build-up talking about the Manchester City and Manchester United game. Like Sky having a laugh every time we play on the Monday. They had enough time to talk about it on Sunday. After the game itself, they could have done that. 
So approaching kickoff, I said a nice crew in to watch the game in the new menu of Mars. Um and you're just really hoping that somewhere we're gonna have some magical night and pull away with either a point or three points. And as I mentioned earlier, first five minutes we were really pressing high up the pitch. Um really I thought we played really, really well at that point moment in time. Cavaloon, I thought, may have been hauled down in the box. Um, I don't believe VAR looked at it, so I haven't seen a replay. I don't know whether it was actually really that clinical enough to be causing it, but it wasn't looked at anyway. Um, and we did look very settled the opening minutes with good, good engaging possession, taking it to Spurs. Cavaloon just didn't look fit after those early moments. And... Uh, Son was on his bike at, on 11 minutes towards goal and what a, a tackle by Anthony Gordon. He flew, he got his, on his own bike and zoomed back to stop him with a class tackle. Then Son didn't like what, uh, what happened there and a few minutes after that decided, you know what, I'm going to take him out. I did take him out. You know, I like Son as a player. I think he's a world-class player, but he's a dirty player. Then, 40 minutes, Session, as I said, got round... Too easy, uh, Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman just couldn't get anywhere near him. He crossed and Michael Keane buried it into his own net. Another dreadful mistake by him. And is it time for him to be dropped? But then straight after that, pretty much, Sun made it 2-0 for Spurs. And if it wasn't already game over, which I thought it was after the first goal, it definitely was after the second goal in 17 minutes. A great start. Just blown away by, at that point, a jammy Spurs. They hadn't really been really in the game until they started getting those goals. And then it all turned. They were just so lucky getting that first. And then our heads were gone. The players didn't give an absolute shit from that time on. Even in the bar, we were just decimated. We were just looking at each other with despair going, how quickly it all changed. 25 minutes in and there was just no way back. We were so desperate. I seen one guy putting his jacket on, but he's only going out for a cigarette. I thought he was putting on his jacket on to, to leave. But no, he was only because we were downstairs. He went upstairs, had a smoke, and came back. We all stuck it out to the end. No one left early. Um could have been 3 0 on 27 minutes. Some was put through. Uh missed his chance. The the ball fell to Kane and his rebound effort, he put it wide. And even though I thought that guy had gone home. I just felt like going home. Why should we be there supporting our own club and the football club? We were just that bad. Third 29 minutes, it was another dirty tackle by Spurs. I can't remember who it was taking out Richarlison. But from the free kick, it was straight into the keeper's hands. That's probably as good as it got for, for us. 36 minutes, Pickford saved, saved a good effort. But not for long. That bollocks Kane, as we know he does. God help me, he, he sauntered in and scored a third goal. It was shockingly bad. We actually thought it was offside, but it clearly wasn't. Um, he was onside. And I just could not describe how that bright, spra- bright spark by Everton, it suddenly turned and every single player was shite. There's no other way to describe it. So a few minutes before half time, we just nothing to offer. We didn't bother. It was easy pickings for Spurs. Gordon was the only one I can give credit to, but still 
not enough. He was still way below par of what we've seen of him over the last few months. And it was so disheartening to watch this. We're all getting upset and screaming at the TV, screaming at the players. You know, it's, it's, it was very, very difficult for us to say, you know, like even one of the members is just, because I had to go there in the morning, was just having a pot of tea. Was so horrified what was going on. Just shout out, Paddy, here, give me a point. <laughs> and they had a point. It was just that bad. And the worry is now that setting in on, the worry, it is really settling in that, that this predicament that the club is in. You know, we really are in a bad way. Michael Keane took a full force ball to the face just before half time. And an absolute farce of a performance by everyone. And I was sitting there taking the notes and I'm thinking, where the fuck does the club go from here? No heart, no shape, no characters. Carrot Loon, I'm sorry, my granny would have been fitter than him in that game. He's just not ready for a return. And wherever you had to say to yourself, was everything going to make any show of this in the second half? Hell no, he just couldn't see it happening. And as the second half did start, Keane had gone off and Jared Brantwaite had come on. And it made feck all use because 40 seconds after the restart, Spurs had made a change. Regulon came on and straight away he's in there and Regulon gets a goal and makes a 4 0 for Spurs. Like, what the actual fuck? This was a despicable attempt to play a game of football and it got worse and worse and worse. And unfortunately, I had to step outside to make a phone call in regards to roster, roster stuff for work. And while I was upstairs, uh, outside, a fifth goal was added by Son. And you just said, when I came back down, I saw it was 5-0. I just said to myself, it's time to switch off the TV. <laughs> you know, I felt it might be a close game, but my bollocks, I was wrong. There was no heart, no soul, and no wanting to play for the team. And let's be straight here, this is pretty much our strongest side that we currently have, as in the side that you expect to be playing. Like, there's no Patterson, there's no Michaelenko. Um, and after all the, the good talk about John Joe Kenny playing well in that uh, left back position, very poor today. Um, when Deli Ali came on 68 minutes, he must have been saying to himself, What the hell have I joined? It was just a terrible affair to watch. You know, all this talk of, sure, we all, we all have these games in hand. If you don't win these games and pick up points in other games, what the hell? What's the point? I'm at a very loss here, guys, ladies and gents. Every single one of them players need to take a look at themselves and wake the F up. This is a club of pride. Founder members of the Football League. And one by one, these God forsake this word, wankers, are screwing up this club. It's all well for them. They'll pick up, you know, if the thought, this whole time, if this happens, they'll pick up clubs easy enough. Maybe one or two others might struggle to get a Premier League club. With this form, we are going down. And at the moment, at the moment, folks, I don't know about you, but I am rightly scared. These games in hand, how the hell are we going to win them? Can anyone tell me what part of this team is going to get us out of it? 
an absolute disaster. Those players tonight should hand back those wages and say, sorry to the fans, we, we couldn't give a shite. I've literally, before I'm recording this, have watched uh, Cameron on the Mikey Blues. 17 hour day during, you know, he was up at the crack of dawn, travelling. Bits and bobs, I, tra- I, think he got, I think he said he got back at 4 o'clock in the morning from London. And absolutely, no, I think he said 7,000 fans went to that game. Well, give them your wages for what he did there last night. Because it's absolutely dreadful. And fair play to the, the fans who went down there. But surely they weren't expecting to see anything like that. One of our old members, Michael, is over there. Be interesting to know if he stayed the whole thing or did he leave early? Because there was, and to be fair, there was a lot of seats in the in the away end. There was a lot of empty seats before the game was over. I'm not surprised. If you get a chance of an earlier train or an earlier bus, you know, just go. Um, we've all these games coming up against Wolves, Watford, Newcastle. They will take big heart from knowing the condition that we were in. So what I can see, Watford beating us. Wolves will beat us. Newcastle will do it again. And I can't see where these points are coming from unless we try. We can't just leave it to our home games. We really can't. I don't think we can afford to. The teams, the other teams in our situation seem to be taking it more seriously and picking up valuable points. While we just seem to lay back and do F all during away games. If we had lost 1-0 last night or lost 2-0 with some fight... At least you could say, okay, well, there's an improvement where we, we battled, we battled, we were unlucky. You know, Michael Keane didn't make a mistake or whatever for the, if it was 2-0. But to go out there and not give an absolute shit. Those fans travelling to London don't deserve... Um, they, the, the, the lads don't deserve our support. If the players on the pitch are not going to give a shit, every week we say, oh, our home form, it'll be enough. Etc. Etc. As time goes on, I have to question it. Will it be enough? When we have twenty games left to play, I got. I know we'll be fine. We got twenty games left to play. Now we got thirteen games left to play, and we are still in pretty much the exact same position we were at that point. So I'm at a loss right now. Where this club is, where this, where we're going to be at the season's end. Spurs are in no great shape. And they played us off the pitch like we are a brand new team that never ever played a game in our lives. We were all left disappointed and annoyed at the lack of bollocks given, the lack of cojones as they say in America, given by the team. So where does Frank Lampard go from here? Where does he go next to try and rectify these issues? The job that he has done one week I'm not playing with Frank Lampard at all. You could put um, Jurgen Flop in there and the same thing would be the same with these group of players. One week, we seem to take this huge stride forward and then the following week, we take five steps back. Now, when I was on the way home last night, I listened to the Blue Room podcast and their match reaction and their annoyance was felt a lot more stronger than mine and their worry is felt really bad there too. As this, this needs fixing fast. Because as I mentioned right at the, at the top of the podcast, 
as far as I'm concerned, to go into a, the championship and be stuck there possibly for three to four seasons with this with a new stadium, it's going to be an absolute financial mess for the club to be able to keep that going, to keep the club going, and to you know to get and not just to keep the club, but get getting bigger players in to to get us back into the Premier League. It's really, really, really horrible. And I can't give any positives because there wasn't any positives. It's getting to a stage now where we shouldn't have, you know, outcomes Hallgate, you bring in Jared Brantwaite. As soon as Godfrey gets back or Mina is back, out goes Michael Keane. And then I think well, you have to play. I can't say what, I know Mikulenko is going to have huge you know, uh, burden on him at the moment, what's going on to Ukraine, and knowing that his father is out there at the moment with a gun in hand fighting for his country. So it's a very difficult time for him. But he needs to play. with John Joe, you know, he did have a couple of good games there, but he's not able, because he ha- he's a right-footed player coming in on, a le- on the left side, it's just not going to work. And also, I love 60 grand. Seamus Coleman. You know, Ireland captain, club captain, but we can't just go on playing one game and he does well, like the game against Manchester City, and then to have four or five games where he's not good. Um, any 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 team that's going to have a bit of pace in their side is going to leave him for dead. Unfortunately, he's not like Jamie Vardy's lucky enough at his age that. He hasn't. He's looked after himself so much that he hasn't lost too much of his pace. So even at his age, he's still a player that Leicester City rely on very highly. But Patterson has to come in there now. If it was we just only paid a couple of million for Patterson from Rangers, you're saying okay, yeah, you build him up. But if you're paying sixteen million for a player, that player is expecting to be not just one for their future. Is one that you expect to be. Um, over a couple of uh, months, we into the side and is the foremost then right back for the club. So that needs to happen here. Um, Donny van de Beek, I don't know what happened with him in this game. Um, we seem to hope that we found this um, midfield tree that was going to set us up for the rest of the season and get us out of this shithole. But... It didn't work last night. The Corey wasn't right and Alan wasn't right for whatever reason. But they are obviously a stalwart ones. And even there on Toffee TV last night when he was doing his match, when Baz was doing his, um, sorry, Ped was doing his, his match reaction, he had to question, even if for even if he survived for next season, where does Deli Ali fit in if we're going to be playing this formation? Deli Ali was hoping he comes to Everton that he gets more game time. Because he's been frozen out of spores. Well, if we somehow go on an amazing, decent run and pick, start picking up points, he's wondering where does he fit into the squad then? So then you're saying to yourself, okay, how much is that going to cost us in the long term with this deal? Then does he fit in anywhere? And then obviously then we have our our front line. Um, we're chopping and changing that as well. He may as well have played, not that we would wanted him to see him start, but because Dominic Cavalloon was so poor, you'd rather have seen uh, Rondon in there last night. Now, the service was absolutely brutal from both sides. I don't know why Gordon wasn't playing on the right and Richardson on the left. I know they interchange from time to time. 
but just their their crossing was was pretty poor, pretty poor. Um, I really, there isn't there is no positives. I suppose the one positive is you can say that they could have got at least eight goals last night, but Spurs obviously once they got the fifth, they decided ah we're finished now we're we're too tired and they stopped playing. They could have had eight goals, seven to eight. Anyway, guys, I'll leave it there. Um, this in, in very embarrassing match reaction. Um, severely worried. Not knowing what's going to happen. Um, dare I say it, should we get, just get knocked out of the FA Cup and just concentrate on this league? Something's got something's to change fast. I don't want to be celebrating an FA Cup win you know, if we if we suddenly win win that in in May, but we've already gone down. Who wants that? Yeah, it'd be our first trophy in so many years, a first trophy for a lot of members to see the club go and lift. But I'd I'd rather dump that FA Cup than lose our our Premier League survival. I really would. And guys, it did finish um at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last night. Five nil. Spurs five, everything nil. Um Everyone get their bellies tickled once again without a care shown in the world. Um, I leave it there. Thanks for listening, guys, as always. Um, hit a like and a review there wherever you get your podcasts. It means a great a great deal to me. Um, I'll talk to you again very soon. Until then, take care and stay blue.